So let me ask you as we begin this morning, when was the last time that you stepped out to do something brand new? Think about it. When was the last time you did something that you had never done before? What did it feel like? What was it like? When was the last time that maybe you tried a new food or you went to a new place on vacation or you tried something new? My guess is that any of those things, you did it based on trusting the person who asked you to do it. Maybe it was a friend who asked you to try this new food. Or maybe it was, you know, your grandchild who asked you to try this new technology. Or maybe it was your kid who asked you to try this new technology. They know more than we do these days. But whatever it is, my guess is that if you really think about that, the last time that you tried something brand new, you did so because someone or something that you trusted asked you to do it. Now, perhaps I'm getting a little jump start on summer, but I was thinking back to water skiing. Water skiing was a rite of passage in my household growing up. There's five of us kids. I'm the oldest. I have four younger brothers. And when you got to the age of 12, everyone learned how to water ski. It was just that thing, that expectation, is that you try it out. And I was the first one of the family, so of course I'm the guinea pig there. And I remember getting into that water and getting my life jacket on and literally shaking as I was in the water because I didn't know what to expect. And I was nervous and I was excited all at the same time. And I'm sitting in there and you're waiting for that boat and if you've ever been in the boat or you've been the skier, you know that rarely does that happen and somebody gets up on the first try. Can I get an amen to that? It takes a lot of times, and you're sitting there, and you aren't quite sure what to expect, and maybe, you know, you let go real fast, and the boat has to come back around. Or you aren't quite sure, and, and the, all that spray is coming at your face as you're trying to get it, and then you let go. And they come around again, and again, and again. Until finally, one time, everything works, and your, your skis stay together, and your holding on enough and all of a sudden you get up and you're on top of that water and then you're trying to figure out you know exactly how to how to go based on what's happening in the boat and you finally get up there and you learn how to ski and you hold on for dear life before you fall and the more you do it the more accomplished you get until you perhaps look like this nice professional he's out there right making it happen He's got one ski, and he's making all that spray. And in my younger days, I could actually do that, get up on one ski and make that spray because I practiced over and over again. I probably couldn't do it today. But the whole journey, that whole process, is what each and every one of us go through whenever we step out to do something that we've never done before. Whatever it is, a big adventure, a small adventure, you're gonna go through a lot of those same kinds of feelings. You get excited about it, but you might be a little nervous about it. And you maybe aren't sure how it's gonna go, and maybe it doesn't exactly work out just perfectly the first time. You have to practice, you have to get better at it. And sometimes you can have the greatest vision and be so excited about this new change or this new adventure or this new step or this new position or whatever it is, and you get there 
And it's maybe filled with uncertainty, maybe it doesn't go exactly the way you think, and you start to ask yourself, why did I do this again? This maybe isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. And what if I don't make it, or what if something goes terribly wrong, and we start to have those unpleasant things, or those fear and the doubts come, and sometimes we think this really isn't worth it. And so we don't start. We don't try it. We're tempted to not even start on the new project or the new adventure because it's too hard. Let's just keep doing what it is that we know how to do and let's do what we already know. But as Christians, as people of faith, God is going to call us from time to time to take a step of faith to step out, to take that risk, to do something new. You're maybe not sure what's on the other side, but you have to take the chance. God calls us to step out from time to time, and we're going to talk today about why and when in the life of faith. So let's pray as we begin. Lord Jesus, as we come to this message time, I pray, Lord, that we might have open ears and open hearts to receive what your spirit has for us, Lord, each one of us individually. And I pray, Lord, that you would work in our hearts, whether we're in person or whether we're online right now, and that you'd help us to hear, Lord, what you would have for us. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. So, as we talk about risk, as we talk about a step of faith, how many of you would describe yourselves as a big risk taker? Man, you love it. You love the adventure of new things. You're up for anything. You're going to try it. How many of you? Okay. Are you, do we have any risk takers out there? Okay, a few of you. I love it. I love the adventure of it, some of you say. Now, risk, if we actually were to define it, is called the intentional interaction with uncertainty. Risk is this intentional interaction with uncertainty. Most often in our culture, it's viewed as a negative term, right? We talk about risk as the potential of loss or injury, something, losing something of value, someone or something that creates or suggests a hazard. We think about insurance risk. Some of you are in that business. We think about medical risk. We think about the possibility of loss or injury, adverse or unwelcome circumstances. Right now, we see charts out there in the news or on Facebook. I saw one come through this week, and it had this list of, you know, risk of things that, that started out low risk for COVID-related and went to higher risk, and then there was a chart of whether you were vaccinated or unvaccinated on the other side. We see all of that these days. And risk is simply the way that we collectively measure and assess what we should do. So often it has a negative connotation to it. But I want us to think about the other side of it. On the other hand, risk is simply an action taken in spite of uncertainty. So we have the negative implications of it over here, but if we think about it, it's simply the interaction with uncertainty and it doesn't always have to be bad. Risk can be fun. For some of you, put your hands up, right? You want to go on that fun adventure. You want to go on that fun new experience. You're the one who's going to jump off the, you know, the bungee thing or whatever it is. Sometimes risk can be that idea of a new venture or uh, a, a gamble or a chance. In the church world, we often talk about it as a step of faith. We talk about it in a more positive term 
that it is a step of faith. Faith, in its essence, invites us to believe in someone that we really can't see. And so it is this idea of faith, this idea of stepping out, this idea of taking a chance and understanding who God is. And God often calls us to step out, to take a risk, the intentional interaction with uncertainty in order to accomplish his mission in this world for the sake of the gospel. And it reminds me of this little story that's tucked away in Acts chapter 9. And it's talking here about the encounter that Ananias has with Saul. Saul, who later becomes Paul, but in this instance, he's Saul. And Saul is on a mission. Jesus has died. He grew up as a really good Pharisee, and he thinks that the early Christians are people that are not good. And so he's on his way to Damascus to round up the followers of the way, the early Christians, and bring them back to Jerusalem. That's what in his heart he believed was the right thing. And on that road to Damascus, he encounters the risen Christ. And in that moment, his heart is changed, and he actually becomes physically blind. And so I want us to do the second part of that story. Ananias, he was a disciple in Damascus. He was just an ordinary, regular guy, but he becomes absolutely central to the spread and the future of Christianity. So let's pick up the story there in Acts chapter 9, verse 10. You'll see it there on the screen. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. And the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. I want to stop there for just a minute. Ananias is just going about his regular day, a regular guy, and he has this vision from the Lord. And God gives him some pretty important and specific directions. I want you to go to this certain house. It's located here, and I want you to do this certain task. I want you to pray for Saul. Have you ever had an experience where you just say to the Lord, God, if you just tell me exactly what to do, I'll do it. If you just give me something specific, I'm willing to do it. Sometimes we say that, right? This is pretty specific that Ananias gets, and he says kind of, um, excuse me, I want to make sure that I got this correct. Verse 13, he said, Lord, I've heard many reports about this man and the harm he has done to your people in Jerusalem. He has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all of us who call on your name. Ananias is like, "Uh, seriously, did I get this right? This is dangerous, perhaps something that, that I could get in trouble for. I could be arrested. Are you sure, Lord, that I heard this correctly? Ananias has this intentional interaction with uncertainty. Can you hear his apprehension? Can you hear his fear? Can you hear his uncertainty? Lord, is this really what you want me to do? And what does Ananias do with his fear? He pushes through it to trust the one who has called him. Verse 15, the Lord says back to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and to their kings and to the people of Israel. Ananias has a choice. Am I going to step out and go to this place not knowing exactly what I'm going to encounter? Or am I going to stay in my home 
where it's nice and comfortable. And Ananias makes that choice to go forward and to do what he's been asked to do. He goes to the house, he enters it, and he prays, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And Saul, who becomes Paul, is released at that moment and is able to see again. But Ananias had to step out and do something that perhaps he'd never done before. He had to see the bigger vision of what God wanted to do, and he had to trust and push through his own anxiety and trust God enough uh, that he could go and do what he was asked to do for the sake of the mission and for the sake of the gospel. And you and I are here today because Ananias did that. Because he was willing to push through his anxiety, because he was willing to push through his fear, and because he was willing to do that and to go, and, and that's where Saul, who later becomes Paul, begins his mission. And that's the reason that you and I are here. And in our own lives, too, there will be points of, in time, there will be decisions that we have to make in our own lives that will determine and chart the course and direction of our lives. What college are you gonna go to? What new position might God be calling you to do? When is it that I should retire? What is God maybe calling me as I've been thinking about needing to downsize and what would that look like? There are all kinds of those times and seasons in our life that define who we are. And those are the times and those decision kind of things. Will you and I take the risk? Will we step out in faith when the time comes? Or will we let it pass by? And I think about it even in terms of the pandemic where we are, all of those decisions are now sort of needing to be made again. What should we do and what shouldn't we do and, and how much risk do we take and all of those kinds of things. We've been dealing with that for over a year and we're still there. And I wanna outline two fears that sometimes we need to think about as we talk about this idea of stepping into something new, as we talk about associating the risk of what it is that we're do, doing, either a new chapter in our life or a new position or transition or making those COVID-related decisions. And the first thing we often encounter is this, the fear of not having enough. The fear of not having enough, you fill in the blank, whatever it is. Maybe it's fear of not having enough information to be able to make the decision. Maybe it's the fear of not having enough education for that position or not enough experience or not enough of a whole host of other things. Should I do this activity or shouldn't I do this activity? Those COVID-related COVID, um, decisions, do I have enough information to make those? Some of you might feel like I need to sell my home and, and downsize or sell my home and purchase another, but there's that uncertainty about where there, will there be another home to purchase? Maybe there's a, a little bit of a fear of not having enough time. If I take on this extra commitment in ministry or I take on this next extra commitment in coaching, will I have enough time? Some of you, you're, you're facing some sort of a medical crisis or caring for a loved one. Will I have enough strength to go through it? And whatever those myriad of situations might be for you and me, there's a certain level of anxiety that comes with it. And when we intentionally interact with uncertainty, there will always be a measure of faith that is needed. 
And I want us to see this truth this morning. Where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, he's going to provide. We have to trust the one who calls us to make that stuff. We'll be there to provide for it. Philippians 4.19 says this, And the same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And so God, that's his promise to us. He's going to provide the strength that you need. He's going to provide the time that you need. He's going to provide the resources that you need. He's going to provide whatever it is that you need if he's calling you to step out and to take that new step. But the fear of not having enough can sometimes paralyze us and can shut us down and cause us to say no when we really should say yes. And the question I want us to think about is what might God be calling you to step out right now and to trust him about? That maybe it's calling that friend and being able to see that friend even though you haven't for a while. Or being able to to think about that new position. Or whatever it might be. What is that big dream that God's placing in your heart that you've just put on the back burner that maybe God is bringing back for you now? I don't know what that might be, but God calls us to pray and to ask the people around us and then to take the step of faith and to believe that God will provide. We have to trust him that God is going to provide. A second fear that sometimes comes up is the fear of failure. The fear of failure. If you choose to take a risk, we might know failure. You might know disappointment. You might know setback. You might even know heartbreak. All of those things come with it. Sometimes it doesn't go exactly the way you think, and you have to try it again and again and again, like the water skiing example. But on the other hand of that, you may never know the joy of success and growth and faith and God's blessing if you never try it, if you never step out to try it. With every transition, with every change, there is going to be some loss involved. There's just something that we have to know about and think about. If we uh, use the example of, of graduations that are coming up now, when I was graduating from high school and getting ready to go to college, I was so excited. I was so excited for the new adventure of it and getting to go off on my own and learn some new things and meet some new friends. I was going to school at Taylor University in Indiana, so I was gonna be a little way from home. I grew up here in Michigan. And I I couldn't wait for the new adventure. But if you look at all of my high school graduation photos, on the actual day that I was graduating, I have this big red nose because I was crying, I was sad because I was gonna miss all my friends and, and, and losing the familiar and all the things that I knew at that point and that I counted on. And it was a little sad. And with every new transition and every new stage and every new possibility, there is going to be some sort of loss. You're closing one chapter and opening another chapter in life. Even the great joy of having a brand new baby, which is something so exciting, isn't it? What do you lose? You lose a little time to yourself and you lose a good night's sleep. Don't tell any of those new parents. It just is what happens. In any of those transitions, even with the joy of that, there is going to be some loss in that. In a move, right? You're going to lose, uh, you maybe miss your neighbors or, or miss some of the memories in that house. 
It's important to recognize that even in retirement, as we congratulate people, it's a whole new step. And, and some of that is going to be different than what you had before. But in all of those things, are we going to choose to focus on what we're losing or choose to focus on what you're gaining and what could be? And here's the second truth I want us to see this morning. What God starts, he completes. What God starts, he completes. Yes, we might experience some failures and some setbacks. It might not work out exactly the way we expect it to, but God is the one who can work through all of those things. And Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And God sees the great big picture of our life, not just one chapter here or one chapter here. God sees a whole big picture and he's working in our lives through all of that to be able to complete what we start and he's gonna walk us into that next chapter, that next season or whatever that is in your life too. Occasionally, I hesitate to start something new, a new adventure or a new project or something because it feels so big. And I'm not sure I have the energy to do something new. Sometimes I honestly, I don't want to intentionally interact with uncertainty. I'm kind of tired of trying to assess the risk every time I go out or, or do something new or should I go here or should I go to this restaurant or, you know, all that stuff that we're having to assess right now. And it just gets wearisome and it gets tiring. It's sometimes easier to just stay inside with what we already know what we're already comfortable with. But when I take that step, when I start that new project or I have that conversation or I tackle that thing that's been sitting there that I really need to do, there are some times where I think, why did I keep waiting? Because it really wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And I feel really good when I step into it and I start to get into that thing or do that project or that thing that's been sitting off there that I've been putting off for so long. Sometimes when I just step out there, I wonder why I wait because it can be really good. And so my question to us this morning is this, what might God be calling you to right now? Where you just need to take that step. You just need to get started. You just need to tackle it. You need to have that conversation or you need to um, take that risk or you need to, um, that issue that you need to address or that transition that you need to make or the adventure that you need to step into. Maybe some of you online right now, you've been thinking about coming back to in-person worship and you're, you're just trying to, trying to do that. Maybe God's saying it's time to just check it out, to reconnect and to get started. What might God be tapping you on the shoulder about right now? What is that big dream in your heart? Or what is that small thing that God is saying, you just need to take the step and get started? And trust me that I'm going to be there and I'm going to help you and I'm going to get you through it. What is that thing that God's tapping you on the shoulder about right now? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith Faith is the confidence that, we hope, that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things that we can't always see. 
And sometimes God says, you just need to do it. You need to get started. You need to take that one step and then know that I'm gonna be with you. You need to get in the water. You need to try it out. Even if you feel nervous, even if it's really hard, try it out. And know that I'm going to be with you and I'm gonna walk with you every step of the way. Don't let the fear of of not having enough or the fear of failure paralyze you from doing what God might ask you to do. He just might be calling you to take a step of faith and trust that he will provide, that he will complete what he has started in your life. So watch. Watch to see where God is at work and follow where he's leading. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, it feels like there are a lot of decisions to make in these days. Maybe COVID, relation, COVID decisions, what, what should our family be doing and, and what shouldn't we and where do we feel comfortable and where do you invite us to take a step of faith and, and Lord, we're struggling with all of that. And maybe there are people listening online or here in person and you're struggling with one of those big decisions in life. When is it time to take this new position? Or when is it that I'm, I'm finishing a, a graduation here and what's next? Or when is it perhaps time to, to downsize or to retire? All those things, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts about the big things and the little things and that you would challenge us, Lord, in good and healthy ways to maybe just try that thing that we've been thinking about or that we've been putting off for a long time. And that you'd help us, Lord, to trust you each and every step of the way. Lord, we leave it in your hands. And we know that you are good and that you are working in our lives in every single season, in every single chapter. Thanks, Lord. In the name of Christ we pray, amen.